You are now about to enter a podcast that is so casual, you may never take anything seriously again, where two childhood friends will speak about anything, and unfortunately, everything. So sit back and enjoy. Yeah, we the freaking casuals, a filthy mouth, tactical movement to keep it real. Just so that you know the deal. Remember this, we're just two bros. This is Paul and Lucky Show. We just trying to entertain for everyone going through that everyday grind. Try and relax and turn that volume up to max. Forget your worries, forget your woes. We know that sometimes life blows. Now let's get started, let's get going. All the new listeners, thanks for showing. Paul and Lucky having a blast. Welcome to the Casual Bros Podcast. What's happening, all you filthy casuals out there? Welcome back to the show where we talk about anything and unfortunately everything. I am your host, Lucky. And I'm Paul, aka P Rod. And we are the casual bros. Thank God I didn't mess that one up. I ended up, uh, <laughs> while we were off air, I ended up getting us confused with the anime casuals for a second. And uh, But yeah, luckily we are live now. So today we're going to be talking about cartoons that we grew up with as well as like some of the lessons that we learned. Just because cartoons are such a powerful. Uh, Thing for kids you know i even see my my nephew doing it right now like with with his cartoons and all of a sudden you know him repeating all that stuff so yeah cartoons are a really big influence to all of us but yeah first off man how was your uh, how was your week so far my week was pretty good man pretty pretty productive i'm uh i'm starting to get real serious with the band i've been i've been gaming uh quite a bit i'm getting better at rocket league oh, myself so uh i quit fortnite a bunch of those sweaty <laughs> kids i started to get under my skin after they started building this giant forts that I just could not catch up to them. So I was like, you know what? I'm good. Those kids were like, seriously, like, it, it takes a minute to build something. And they're like, tuk, 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 so fast. And in like a matter of seconds, they have freaking towers really high up in the air. It's like, wait, how did, how did you do that? What? Other than that, oh, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, how's your week, man? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Over here in uh, Texas, you know, we've been getting some uh, some controversy over the uh, the mask uh, debate. So That's for people right. that don't know, in Texas and Mississippi, they have decided to basically uh, just go back to normal. Um, no no masks. No, uh, you know, everything's back at full capacity, that kind of thing. Um, from what I heard in the UFC, because I just watched the uh, UFC fight last night. Wow, dude, that was a crazy. Those were some crazy fights oh. too. Um, but uh, uh, Israel Adesanya, who was coming up for middleweight, uh, he's the middleweight champion, uh, 185. He was coming up to challenge for the 205 belt. Uh, he lost, but uh, first loss of his career. So you know, we'll see how that goes. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. And you had to be there. You, you're such a jinx, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kidding, right. Actually, I, I, dude, my jinx has been going less and less, dude. I actually bet on the other guy. I was like, wow, dude, that's some crazy stuff, too. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, Dana White, uh, who's the president of the UFC, was talking about uh, he wants to either go to Houston or was it Houston or Dallas. And Dallas is kind of not not with that. And Houston might be uh, that UFC might be coming over to Houston for a bit because um, he wants to get, you know, he wants to get that uh, that uh, paper or not just pay-per-view gate. So people buying pay-per-views for uh, for you know over the uh, the TV, but they all he also wants to get people you know in the seats and everything. Um, so yeah, Houston is probably a big prospect for him. But you know, there's a lot of debate on whether or not this is good, this is bad, or anything like that. But um, you know, I mean, I could really care less. I mean, either way, it's up to the 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 companies themselves. Like private companies ultimately have the final say on what people can wear. It's like no shoes, no shirt, no service. Like they can still make you wear a mask inside their or, shop, right? Or or so, ladies, or ladies, no shirt, free drinks. 
Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that ever works. Dude. Yeah, it's got. It's got to work. It's got to work. It's got to be. That's got to be at least that one girl who's like, "Hey, it says right there." I'm in my heel or like blocking. Well, with the bra. Hey, it's, it's right there. All right, whatever you want, Mama. Let's go. Dude, I remember the first time I ever saw my first live boob, and by live boob, all I mean is like it was right in front of me. Uh, was at a Mayhem tour over in. Uh, so for people that don't know, there's this place called Shoreline in uh, California, where pretty much you know every big concert in the Bay Area roughly goes to. So right. there's Warp tour, there's Mayhem okay. tour, which is all the heavy metal bands and all that kind of stuff. And my brother took me, and uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was. Uh, Oh, I want to... No, it wasn't, it wasn't them. Yeah, I don't remember who it was. But anyway, some band came up. I, wa I want to say it was All That Remains, but I don't think it was. But they came up there and uh, they, uh, they, uh, they, you know, they told all the girls, like, to take off their tops. Dude, a bunch of girls, like, were on their <laughs> boyfriend's shoulders, right? And just, like, just, just taking just, it up. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and I was just like, what in the world is going on here? I can't, I can't believe they've done this. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. But yeah, we got that going on over here in Texas so far. Um, I just got a oh, new awesome. I just got a new uh, video game called Dragon Age Inquisition, which is like really old. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Age. It's um it's from the same people that made Mass Effect. But anyway, I oh. ended up playing way too much of that this today. Um, so much so that I played it all throughout my church service. Played it all throughout up until like you know I was doing things in the background for my YouTube channel, all that stuff, but. I uh, still got a couple more things to go. And then, Paul, you we're doing this a little bit later in the day than we usually do. And then Paul yeah. calls me, and he's just like, hey, man, you down? Uh, Let's go. And I, Let's I, was, go. I was balls deep in that Dragon Age, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me uh, let me figure out what the heck I was going to write about these cartoons uh, right now. So, you know, I ended up writing a couple of notes real quick, and then I was like, all right, cool. But, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's been, I'm, over uh, <laughs> I'm over here. I'm over here accusing you of slapping the salami. I'm like, all right, dude, well, what are we going to do? Nah, like, dude, way ahead minutes. of that. Bro. I was like, <laughs> 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 nah, man. If anything, man, I need ten more than ten minutes now for that, you know, because you gotta find the perfect video, all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go to the random section, and then oh, dude, <laughs> no, dude, random sections is asking for Pandora's box, bro. You need, you don't know what you're gonna get with that BS, dude. Oh, pregnant, yeah. all that other stuff is like, oh, oh, that's oh right. I'm good. I'm oh good. god, oh good, I'm good. But uh, Granny. yeah, man, it's uh, oh, Grant, uh, yeah, Granny. Yeah, 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 you know what? Some of them, some of them age pretty well. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that look old, like oh man, yeah, that's, like great, that's great grandmas. Oh my goodness gracious, there's definitely some weird stuff out there. But yeah, man. So uh, why don't we get straight into this, man? We're we're talking about uh, cartoons today. So I mean. Like, before we get into, like, what the lessons are and everything, I mean, what kind of cartoons did you watch back in the day? Like, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, all that kind of stuff? Or Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I grew mostly around uh, Cartoon Network, uh, Nickelodeon, and the Disney Channel. But there was there weren't really – there was a little bit of cartoons in the Disney Channel, but it was mostly uh, – uh, well, not, not I guess sitcoms, like, you know, like, like that's all Raven and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I, I did mostly grow go uh, around, uh, I want to say Nickelodeon mostly. There was a bunch of cartoons in there. Uh, I guess my favorite one was SpongeBob, man, to, to start out with, you know. How about yours, man? How about you? What did you grow up? Around? You know, it was funny. Somebody, uh, I think it was one of my cousins put up, like, what would you, which, which do you prefer, Nickelodeon or, or Cartoon Network? And I, I answered it the way that I answered it was, I think Nickelodeon, on average, 
had great shows, whereas Cartoon Networks every now and then they had really bad missed shows where yeah. I feel like nah. So, but then the the shows that they hit it on were like classics. Like Nickelodeon had almost nothing on them except for like SpongeBob. So overall, I'd say Nickelodeon for consistency, but Cartoon Network had some gems in there. Oh, uh, overall, and then Extra um, Slab. Oh, yeah, that, oh, man. Yeah, and then um, you know, and then also you know, uh, an, an extension of Cartoon Network was Boomerang, where they showed like the old old cartoons, right? They showed yep. like Yogi Bear, they showed Frickin uh, Jetson, Tom and Jerry, yeah, Frickin Flintstones, yeah, dude. Oh man, you're bringing me back, man. Yeah, dude, and that that's that's the the great the great thing about cartoons is you can get away with stuff that you can't get away with in live action right like there's all kinds of violence happening you know all this crazy stuff in uh you know live action you really can't get away with like any of the cartoonish stuff that you can get away yeah. with in in uh in cartoons but yeah man cartoons really like uh really taught me a lot over the years man and it yeah i, I was i was really excited to kind of get into this one i'll go ahead and get started if it's cool with you man okay. i i really uh what one of the one of the biggest things so um Dexter's laboratory was on Cartoon Network and you know about this you know mm -hmm. this kid ge boy genius all that kind of stuff um yeah. you know hates his sister cuz all she does is like press buttons ooh what does this button do and then she just blows up crap in his lab there was also a side story to Dexter so Dexter had this pet monkey that would uh turn into well i think i think his superhero name was like literally like monkey so i mean mm -hmm. i don't know how nobody ever made the connection but anyway uh, so there was a segment called Dial M for Monkey, and it would be uh, this super-powered monkey just going around, saving the day and all that stuff. But then there was another, there were other, like, side stories to Dexter. I'm trying to remember what the Action yes. League, no, no, that Action League, oh, that's oh, not the, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, the, yeah the, the, the Justice, no, it wasn't the Justice League. Yeah, it was, I know kind, what of, you mean. It was kind of like the Avengers, basically, but it had, um, you know, the inevitable crunk. Uh, Val oh, Hallen, the guitar guy, Major yeah, Glory. Yeah. Major Glory was the last one. I can't remember exactly what they were called, but anyway, the Super the Friends, monkey. Super somewhere like Super Friends or something like that. But anyway, in one episode, they actually like took all these superheroes that Dexter kind of like made fun of because obviously Major Glory is kind of like a mixture of Superman and uh, Captain America. Val Hallen's obviously Thor, and uh, Inevitable Kronk is you know uh, Incredible Hulk. They took all these characters and they had to fight this guy named Galactor, and Galactor was was voiced by Macho Man Randy Savage, and there was this episode where you know he comes to comes to Earth and he says, "Hey, if you guys can't beat me, I'm gonna destroy your planet." And so anyway, Galactor is just going through all these guys, going through Major Glory, all these people. He goes through every single all these muscular guys, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, you know he ends up taking on you know Monkey ends up coming up and he's like, "What is this?" So anyway, he starts beating the crap out of Monkey, and then. The thing is, Monkey just didn't quit. He just kept coming out of him, after him, and all that kind of stuff. He, and it gets to the point where, like, Monkey's, like, literally, like, uh, crawling, right? He's crawling over to grab this guy's leg to make sure he doesn't destroy the planet. And I just remember hearing Macho Man Randy Savage. There's, there's this line that he says that he's just like, Oh, little Monkey! I may crush your bones, but I could never crush your spirit. And I, dude, I remember that <laughs> that line to this day. And it was one of those lines where I was like, "Wow, dude!" Man. Like, Monkey's like the smallest guy, most unassuming guy, but because he never quit, he he, he ended up uh, saving the whole planet, right? He ended up showing his resolve, and that was one of the the main things that I got from the episode. Is like, hey, man, there are all these people that may look like they can do better than you, may. May, may even do better than you in life, but it's all about your resolve. It's all about never giving up. 
And it's crazy that a little monkey taught me that, you know. And it's it's funny because wow. it's such an insignificant. I hated that stupid monkey, believe it or not. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, dude, and plus he had that hot. Uh, what was her name? Honey, Agent Honeydew. She was like this oh, hot, this hot yeah. uh, agent girl that would come with them. It was a really unassuming episode, but yeah, it really taught me a lot, man. So uh, yeah, what about you, Paul? Oh man, jeez. Well, you, you, well, you took mine. I, I was gonna say Dexter's Lab too, but uh, yeah, go for it, uh, man. To, I mean, I will. You know, another thing about Dexter. Is uh, uh, how he had his his lab like uh, in a secret base, like underground, just a giant freaking lab, like way like maybe ten times bigger than it's than his house. I thought that was freaking awesome. Honestly, when I when I first saw that, I was like, oh, "When I buy a house, I want to have a man cave that big." I, it was just I was and then I'll just have it like in my room or like I don't know a secret entrance to go in there. That that was, to me that was very uh, inspirational. <laughs> uh on there i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna change gears a little bit on this one here uh another really inspirational one was always uh well i don't know i don't know about inspirational but maybe educational because it felt like i learned something every time i watched this i watched uh, uh magic school bus man magic school bus man that freaking show man they teach you about space they teach you about freaking uh, um uh, what, what is it the uh the habitats of the animals freaking volcanoes sickness like you know one of my favorite episodes was when i think ralph uh, one of one of, the, one of the kids in there there was like six of them or some i don't know i don't even remember the, all their names i guess ralph was sick the uh miss frizzle the teacher was saying hey Leia, let, let's go and let's go see what's wrong with him you know and then they go in his body and then they they, they explore the whole freaking you know the, the blood cells and how they look and the digestive system and and you know and they get to the point when they when they get to the butt you know so someone shit everywhere and they're like, oh, God, what's that smell? And we're like, well, we're in the, uh, I forget what's called, the, uh, the extract system. I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, you know, they're, they're like, well, should we go out of the toilet or should we go, or, or should we go back up? And like, uh, well, we ain't trying to, we ain't trying to come out and just say shit. So uh, let's just go back up his mouth again. <laughs> Eventually he sneezes him out. And, you know, I've learned about my body there too. I mean, you know, and then how... You know, sicknesses uh, take over your cells and they start multiplying. You see, you see the effect of what the medicine does. And eventually he just falls asleep. He crashes and his body just starts to fight the sickness. And I thought that was, I was like, whoa, that's how it works. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Did, did you like Magic School Bus too? Or? Yeah. Are you talking about, uh, are you talking about Arnold? Is that, because uh, that, that's, I think that's his name, right? The guy with the glasses that they go into is, or is it, is it Ralph? I, I don't really remember. But... I, I think, I think they went inside, uh. Or they went inside uh, somebody uh, else. No, no, yeah, it was Ralph. Go with the with the with the red hat backwards. Oh, really? Okay, because I th I, th I could have. Oh, you know what it was? There was also another episode where they went inside of Arnold, where he was where eating cheese pup. Eat. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that episode where uh, they go up into space? I think Arnold has his cousin there, and he straight up takes off his space. He would have died. He died so say, hard. He would have died. <laughs> he just froze like for a second. You see, you see his face like a giant icicle. And I was like, whoa, yeah, and then for, like, that sucks. For, for people out there that don't know exactly what we're talking about, so uh, if you guys think of the movie Armageddon, there's that scene at the very end, I think it's Bruce Willis, when he takes off his uh, helmet, his what? astronaut helmet, and he, all of a sudden he just turns to, to, to like ice and stuff. That's basically what happened to Arnold, but somehow they just took him back inside and they just like made him better, and I was like... Yeah, and he's thinking uh, to warm him up, and he's like, let's you, let's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll get over this cold soon. Yeah, I'm like, wait, I... what's this? <laughs> this is bullshit. This guy needs to die. What's going on here? <laughs> At the time, I didn't know. And then when I found out that if you were to do that, like in outer space, you would uh, 
yeah, you, you'll crack up and you know your, your skin will start to uh, um, you know crack because it's too cold. When, when is it when you uh, when you basically become uh, you know you, you know you know when uh, on, on a soda whenever whenever you pour it on a on a cup there's those little bubbles that go up yeah, like for carbonation. For, there you go. Don't you just turn into car carbonation if you expose yourself? In I, you know, I don't even really know, but it's not. It's definitely not something you come back from. <laughs> like, no, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not something you come back from. That's for, that's for sure, man. <laughs> um, another one I had over here was from uh, Rugrats, and one of the the biggest episodes from there was uh, for people that don't that can't see Paul. He's flipping me off right now because I took another one from him. But yeah. uh, you know, I, it, that's just the way that we do, man. Uh, but what, <laughs> but uh, okay, okay. there was one episode in particular that I remember just like it got me right in the feels. So for people that don't know, uh, Rugrats was about all these little kids, and one of the kids who is actually like a year older than the rest of them. Most of them I think are about one year old. The other one's like two years old, and that's Chucky. So all of their parents, whenever they they all get together, all their parents are like talking. And everybody's got a mom and dad except for Chucky. And right. one one day, you know, Chucky's like trying to figure out about his mom. And Charles, who's I, I think that's his father's name, Charles, ends up having to kind of tell him like she ended up dying. I can't remember exactly what the cause was. I think it was like cancer or something like that. She ended up having like a head wrap at some point. I remember that at the very end of the episode, uh, Chucky or Charles ends up explaining to Chucky like, oh yeah, these are your mother's flowers. She used to garden and do all this stuff and. At the very end of the episode, um, Chuck, you know, because right. the, the kids this whole episode have just been asking him, like, hey, where's your where's your mommy? Like, where where is she at? And finally, at the very end of the episode, Chucky has his answer, and he go he brings him over to the flowers, and he says, hey, like, this is where my mom is. She's with the flowers. She's in everything. And it's kind of like the spiritual message to it that oh, his wow, mom kind of lives on through what she's done, right? <sighs> That's and, right. Yeah, wow. it was a crazy, uh, it was a crazy realization to kind of get to because you know, for <laughs> I, I think for like a, a a show like that to really bring up something like the death of a parent, it, it was really powerful to kind of uh, to kind of get into. So, at least for for me, it was a really like powerful message. I mean, granted, I hadn't lost a, uh, I haven't, I hadn't lost a parent at that point. But for but when I actually saw it, I was like, oh man, this is a this is really cool. Also, there's like a, a little poem that she wrote for him at the very end that was in like oh. a letter, and I, I I I won't exactly remember what it was right now, but it was really a beautiful episode overall to come from like a cartoon that's all about like these kids basically like over exaggerating everything. Like they always think they're in like they're going into space, they're doing this, they're doing that. You know, there's even mm -hmm. a movie where they go into like a cinema like from this. Uh, this dinosaur called Reptar, which if you guys don't know, is basically Godzilla. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, but That's yeah, right. just to see uh, a kid's show really go into that was really cool. But what did you have to say about uh, Rugrats? Paul? Well, I mean, for me, I mean, uh, Jesus, dude, uh, you just blew me out of the water compared to mine. Uh, so this this Phil and Lil, right? The, the twins, right? Yeah. Uh, the, their parents. Um, you notice how their dad is like really wimpy and the, and the mom is like yeah. really like, like uh, you know, the strong one. Yeah. That motherfucker probably gets fucked so hard by her, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna, dude. I was like, holy crap! He, he, she probably tears him up. That's why he's. That's why he's all jittery all the time, dude. I mean, there was an episode where I, I think the, uh, I think the, uh, uh, the grandpa had like a bad back from his for, from his mattress or something like that that he was holding since like the World War Two or something like that, and he's like, yeah, that mattress saved my life. And I'll never throw it away. And then, and then you just you just see the Phil and Lil's mom just kind of just grab him, <laughs> crack him like like nothing. He's like, ah, you know, I was like, dude, she fucks it. 
She probably fucks the shit out of a freaking the dad. You know, like, geez, one of that feels gets completely dominated, bro. What's up? Completely dominated. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Okay. I'm sorry, bro. Bro, I was. I don't know. I was. See, that's that's my inspiration. Okay, bro. <laughs> Those are, these are the lessons that we've learned from cartoons. You know, just. <laughs> I mean, oh wow! God. I can't believe you look at things that way, and I'm looking at it this way. What the hell, dude? Hey, man. Casual it's, talk. Let's every, go. Yeah, dude. We're casual, casual bros. bros, bro. Oh my god, dude. Well, we do talk about anything, and unfortunately, everything's. So, yeah, man. My next it's one is kind of a kind of an interesting one, and it's a uh, cat dog. And if, if for people that don't remember Absolutely. cat dog, there's a weird backstory behind it. I won't get into it, but basically, these, this cat and this dog are like together right so one half of the one like one half of the 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 being i guess we'll call it right now is a cat with you know two legs right in front and then the other half is a dog with two legs right in front and yeah it's basically weird like basically their whole digestive system everything's connected don't ask how they go to the bathroom they never explain that anyway but one of the things that was interesting is we're living through a pandemic right now where we're all really close to each other and we're all very like we're all within like reach of each other and to that point like we get super annoyed with each other all of a sudden all the differences started to pick up and all that kind of stuff well this is a cat and a dog literally two of the most different and well obviously they're mammals there's similarities between them but if you ever see a cat and a dog express themselves it's very different uh especially in the cartoon dog is very energetic always eating a bunch of junk food cat is very stoic very um he tries to be uh you know very well read all that kind of stuff so you know they're very different but they have to learn to live with each other in this body and there are many times where they want to try and they want to try and uh get rid of each other where i think there's one episode where like they just straight up like stretch each other so far that they're living in different places but you know their body's still connected and uh, but you know ultimately they really can't get rid of each other they, they're always going to be with each other and th that that was one of the first times where i started learning a little bit about boundaries right because when you're thinking about you know like i said earlier like dogs always eating all this junk fruit and so cat and dog gain all this weight because they're shared they end up kind of learning how to balance this out through a lot of trial and error, right? Granted, we are all, you know, we're all quarantined, we're all doing this stuff, but at the same time, it's like, you know, at least we're not, like, literally connected to each other to the point where we can never leave each other, right? And in that way, it kind of puts a lot of things in perspective, and back then, it kind of put things in perspective for me, because I was like, man, I can't imagine having, you know, somebody, like, always next to me, right? Oh, yeah. Because at, at I think at the age of, like, maybe nine, I had my own room and all that kind of stuff, so Having my privacy was very, very important to me. Having no privacy at all, you really have to figure out like some boundaries right there. And uh, yeah, man, it was it was a very definitely a very weird show. I don't recommend it for everybody. It was kind of it was like a like two levels below Ren and Stimpy in terms of weird stuff that's going on. But uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely taught me a lot about boundaries and you know being able to get along with the people that are around you. So yeah, Just talking about about you know Siamese twins. If you were to like you know if you were to date one like that, would you would you date both of them or? I mean, unless it's unless it's 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 full consent of both of them, right? I mean, if you're having sex with them, or with one, the other one has got to be there. Yeah, so I mean, one of them's watching, you know, or you know one of them's oh, doing, or, or, one, one of them's doing the deed. One of them's gonna catch it. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Dude, you remember that? There was a Family Guy episode that dealt with this, and it was just like, really? Uh, yeah, it was like uh, this guy. He's in a he's in a car with them. He's just like, 
All right, who wants to taste it and who wants to swallow it? <laughs> Holy was, crap! I was like, Jesus Christ, family guy! So much, down. so many voices at once. It's crazy. It feels like a throwaway, but not really. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's definitely a uh, weird. Yeah, you made me go off on a weird tangent there, but yeah, I, I would be down. I would be down to try it. Just, just out of curiosity. Would you? Would you share? Share with them? Uh, what, what do you mean? Uh, what, like wait, with uh, me? Share. I mean, like, like are we? Oh no, we crap! Gonna, uh, we gonna we gonna rotisserie chicken that or <laughs> let's go, bro. Let's go. As long as long as we don't make any eye contact and our balls don't touch, then we should be good, man. That's true, <laughs> true man. There I mean, go. unless you want to, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be one or the other, right? The balls can touch, but the eyes can't meet. And then the eyes can meet, but the balls can't touch, right? That's the only way it works. <laughs> For real. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, one cartoon that really inspired me to play music is actually SpongeBob, dude. There is a couple of episodes where they were just very musically uh, involved. The first one, of course, it was uh, it was Rip Pants. Uh, at the very end, uh, at the very end of it, uh, SpongeBob goes off, you know, on a song just because he he made a fool of himself. For ripping his pants over and over again. I guess his friend Sandy didn't want to, didn't want nothing to do with him because you know she, she was she was just annoyed at him. And then they make this awesome song, dude. Like I remember watching them play the song and and singing, and I was like, whoa, I want to grab a guitar and do that. Like I thought I had everybody on my side. <laughs> I forgot the rest of it. I went and blew it, and then I got high. And now she wouldn't even pass it back or nothing. All just because I ripped my pants. Um, I don't think that's exactly how it went, but you <laughs> <laughs> have to improvise, bro. Okay, you gotta improvise, man. You know, man, I don't do I don't do research, man. As you can tell, but I, <laughs> I just go with it, man. Uh, and then the other one was the uh, the Sweet Victory episode too. I remember seeing SpongeBob like because he. I was wondering what instrument he was gonna play, and then he's—he was a singer, dude. And that—that that raspy rock and roll voice was so freaking legit that I was like, "Oh man, I want to play in a rock band now and sing like that too." I mean, dude, no, and a sweet, sweet victory, yeah. And I was like, "Oh God, I feel it! I feel the feels!" You know, man. That episode, anyway. Those those two episodes right there really inspired me to play uh, to start uh, consider music and to consider start playing music to begin with. About how about, about how about you, man? I mean, what uh, what really inspired you? Because uh, you know, we we used to jam back in the day. Wow. Well, that's actually a pretty good question, Paul. I um. You know that that sweet victory uh, episode with the Van Halen, you know all that kind of stuff. It was it was a really uh, it was a really big one for me. Uh, I although this actually kind of comes to another. Um, so it, I, I'm going to use this metaphorically, but it was um, so I'm going over to another show called Rocket Power, and I'll, oh. you'll see how this intertwines in a second. But there was a kid in there named Sam who was so for people that don't know, there's these group of kids. Otto, Reggie, and Squid. a kid they call Squid. I think his name's Raymundo Squid. or something like that. The, these kids are playing around. I think in the first episode is when they meet Sam, who's a new kid that comes in. Um, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind okay. of a chunkier kid. Um, oh, right. Doesn't really, doesn't really exactly fit in with them because he is, yeah, much more of a computer guy, much more yeah. the brains and all that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, he, he doesn't really fit in with them in, in the sense that he's not super athletic. He's not doing all this kind of stuff. Um, usually wiping out all the time, uh, and so when they're doing, uh, they end up doing uh, roller hockey a lot, right? And in one of the, one of the, I think it's one of the first episodes, but anyway, uh, 
Sam ends up figuring out, they end up figuring out that Sam is really good at catching the puck, right? Because they end up, uh, somebody ends up shooting, uh, shooting like off sides or something like that, and they, it, end, it ends up going towards Sam, and he just catches it without looking. And so they're like, oh man, like you can be our goalie, like because he couldn't play like otherwise, right? <laughs> Can't run, motherfucker, you're goalie. Yeah, so, kidding, but, kidding, kidding. yeah, exactly. But <laughs> at the same time, it like makes you realize that there are a lot of different positions open, right? And at the time when I was, uh, you know, I, I was playing the first instrument that I ever played was trombone, and then uh, that was in seventh grade, and then roughly around when Guitar Hero Two came out, Guitar Hero Two came out, excuse me, um, I. I was like, oh my god, dude, like, guitar seems kind of weird, but I really like bass, and, uh, the song that got me into bass was, uh, Message in a Bottle, because I, I like that doo-doo, 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 you know, that bass line, yeah, and, man. uh, yeah, so I got into bass at that point, but if it weren't for, like, people like Sam and, you know, some of these more outsider people, I wouldn't have realized that I, you know, I didn't have to do exactly what everybody else was doing, because everybody else was picking up guitar for the most part, um, and I was playing trombone and bass, and, you know, I, I, they're they're not the most exciting instruments in a band. Well, trombone is a little bit more than than bass, just because it's the loudest instrument that you can play in the, in a band. Nice. But um, you know, it it really taught me that you know there's there's a place for everybody out there. And so yeah, I mean, you know, as we we go along through these these cartoons, you know, there's a lot to really learn from cartoons. But uh, before we go any further, guys, we'll be right back. Uh, you guys can listen to our sponsor, Anchor. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to our sponsor, Anchor. And you don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about cartoons. It's kind of the lessons that we learned from them. You know, all, we got uh, Nickelodeon. We got uh, Cartoon Network. Those were the main ones that were around when me and Paul were kids. Um, obviously, there are other ones. But, you know, Cartoon Network had a lot of Hanna-Barbera, all that kind of stuff. Um, that was early, early days. Oh, um, dude. But, dude, yeah. I, remember, I remember Nickelodeon used to piss me off in the mornings because I would want to watch my cartoons. But it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be Nick Jr. in the morning. Yeah, dude. Freaking Dora and freaking Blue's Clues yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> oh, man. You know, ultimately, that's where a lot of kids, because kids used to get a lot of their the morals of life you know oh. they, they used to get kind of like a, a moral compass so to speak from Thank cartoon you. but from like books and you just, uh, you just remind me man you just remind me man yeah talking about morals man mm -hmm. freaking ed ed and eddie man that was another inspirational oh, one okay to not be a complete moron okay <laughs> that's what it was you you just saw them do some stupid things man that you're like wow i would never do that and then it's a good thing that they do it because they're not you They'll, they'll come up with some stupid ideas and some stupid plan to, to get something, whether whether it was getting a quarter or getting into something or getting to their goal, whatever they were doing. They would just go through these extreme, extreme situations. It was just like, oh, man. Nah, these guys are so, no, so dumb. They're smart. I mean, I mean who, uh, Ed with the... Uh, with two Ds? Double D. Yeah, Double D. He was a smart one. He, he would, he would kind of know, like, warn them, but... The other two were just bad influences. They'd be like, fuck it, we're still doing it anyways. Okay, let's go. Dude, man, that, that, that show just brings me back, man. Well, I, speaking of bringing it back, man, I mean, what which Ed was your favorite? Because I was a big uh, Ed with the, the single single Ed uh, that uh, had Sarah's sister that was just always like, because he reminded me so much of me. He was just like a slobby, 
freaking eight things past their expiration date. You remember when he gets like his chunky puffs and he puts that that thing of like a uh, of milk in, but it's all like a, it's like literally like a, a solid cube. <laughs> it's all sour uh, and stuff. I was like, oh my god, dude. Who has my favorite guy? Let me see. My favorite. Well, my favorite Ed. Yeah. I would want to say maybe Double D, just because Eddie was just. I don't know. He was. He was. He was. He was. He was quite a character. He'd be like chuckers, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's so cute! I'm gonna say that. That's cool." And when we were younger, you know, you hear some kids chicken, like, "God, he sounds so stupid. You have no idea how stupid you sound right now." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, freaking salesman Ed with one D. I never liked that guy really because he was just. No, Ed, Eddie was the one that was, that was a salesman. Ed, Ed oh, with, uh, you got it backwards. So Ed with one oh. D was the was the one that I was talking about. Earlier okay. That has chickens and stuff, or loves chickens. chickens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, man. Sorry. Like yeah. I said, no research, bro. Okay. <laughs> That's some casual stuff right there. I like Let's your casual go, approach, man. man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a, that was an interesting one because it really it also makes you realize that people value things differently, right? So right. these guys are always trying to break their necks to get jawbreakers, right? They're like twenty-five exactly. cents, and they're breaking their necks just to get twenty-five cents. But they come up with, like, some really inventive ideas. I think to the point where they actually change the weather in the cul-de-sac. Like, they literally, they do, they create this insulation sphere around the cul-de-sac that they're at. And they just use, like, a, they put an AC on blast and it just starts snowing. And I was like, they just changed the weather for 25 cents a person. Like, that is, that's pretty wild, man. If you think about it, like, later on, man, they could probably be making some, they could be like Elon Musk or something like that, right? Oh, dude, dude. I mean, older shit, Elon, Elon Musk kind of looks like Eddie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, oh, man, I think that's another one, too. Uh, so all their inventions, they would always have, like, hockey sticks, like, levers and stuff, or uh, 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 fishing rods and a bunch of wood. Um, I remember uh, one time, uh, summer vacation back in, I think it was 2000 and 2006, uh five um I, w- I went i went over to my friend's house a lot and his mom was never there so we're like bro we should build a go-kart yeah how you know and i guess we, we started using ed ed and eddie's uh, uh ways of creating things so we grab a dolly we took we took the we took the wheels out of it uh we use his mom's uh, uh exercising machine as the body of the, <laughs> so we can sit on it and go and we sat there for a good uh by the way it didn't work okay it would never it wouldn't even roll but we freaking made holes in this thing and had wheels on it and then i remember uh one of uh, my friends um uh little brother was like hey what what's mom gonna say when she sees the, that we mess with her machine uh, and I, I love this kid this kid is like i guess she's, she's had to just do it on wheels <laughs> like you know <laughs> oh, he totally like he's like look it and then uh the mom, she was she, she was so pissed. The next day when I went over, it's like, hey, so what did you guys do to my machine? It's like I was, just, you know, just playing around, you know. And but she didn't she didn't say anything else. She just said, what do you guys do to my machine? And I was like, oh, I was just you know, trying to create something, yeah, invention. And she just like just glared at me like so pissed off hey. that we fucked their machine up, man. The little workout machine. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, I oh, man. There you go, man. Well, my mine's going to um another Cartoon Network show, uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, man. I was just thinking about how, because it's funny, right? Because obviously his name is Courage, yet he's a cowardly dog. So yeah. obviously yeah. in there, there's already irony. But it 
one of the things that I, I learned a lot from him was that you should be you should face your fears for the people that you love, right? For for the right reason. That's what he did. And yeah, and you know, he ran away when he needed to, but every single time it mattered, he wouldn't run away. And it was mm. what oh, okay, the other thing is obviously is that you can be taken advantage of in that state too. You know, obviously uh, Muriel liked him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and was like was a dick. There were definitely times where Muriel, even then Muriel was just like, she just wouldn't believe uh, Courage no yep. matter what, right? Like, she yep. was just like, oh, what are you doing, Courage? You know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, uh, he's telling you the truth is what's, what is what is, bitch, but damn, man. It was, uh, <laughs> right? You know, every single time some crazy thing would happen, right? Like, some goose god from above would come in and he'd have to make him marry a truck. That's an actual episode, by the way. So <laughs> don't, uh... Don't look at I didn't make that up. That's an actual episode. Return uh, to slab. Yeah, you know, he had, to face, he had to face literally, you know, three of the craziest trials ever um, against, like, a mummy guy. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, he faces all these dangers, but he does it. You know, and one of his famous lines is, uh, what I do for love, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, he, he, he really, oh, he really, he always, he always does that does some crazy stuff uh for the people that he loves but you know it, it's it's crazy to see this dog who's always afraid always thrust into these positions because of his stupid owners but in the end man he's usually the one that ends up coming out on top because he's doing it for the right reasons he, he has his heart in the right place but uh yeah man i mean courage really did teach me courage right it, that's really what right? courage is because people think that courage is this ability to not have fear. No, courage is the ability to overcome those fears and still be able to do what you're able to, uh, still be able to do what you have to do, right? Same thing mm -hmm. with anxiety, right? Like you, being, overcoming your anxiety doesn't mean that you're just going to be anxiety free. It means that you're still going to have anxieties, but you end up doing what you need to do in life anyway. If you have social anxiety, then you still go out to social functions anyway. You still end up doing things that you need to do in life. And so, yeah, courage really taught me about the importance of still, of not letting your fears stop what you're doing uh, stop what you're doing in life right because you know if you just if you just do that then you're just going to be doing nothing right you know he would uh, he would have you know Eustace and Muriel would have been dead long before <laughs> long mm. long ago if he had just not done anything this whole time but wow. you know that's 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 ultimately courage man courage is the OG bro totally I remember I used to, I used to just hate the fact that he would yell over everything ah! Ah, I was like god Remember my sister used to watch that show. It used to piss me off. Like God, he's, like the stupid doctor just yells at everything. I never sat there and uh, looked at it that way. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, and at the same time, how how the hell do they get into so many um, scenarios? They're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, <laughs> right? It's like they're just middle of the desert. Like I was, I was like, I was actually thinking, how the hell are they getting electricity? Yeah, and for people that are, are not familiar with Courage the Cowardly Dog, they are literally, like, in the very intro of the thing, it's like, you know, he, the, the, there's an announcer guy that literally says, they're in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing near them, they are, you know, it, it, is, it is funny, right, they, I don't think there's any electrical poles, there's nothing really there, all they have is this truck, a barn, the yeah. house. Um, I don't even think they have any livestock, to be honest with you, I haven't seen any no, livestock there, no. I don't know how they're... I, I saw the windmill. Yeah, <laughs> that's just about it, man. That's about as live as, as it gets. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, give me, give me one more, man. Give me, go ahead. Give me, give me, give me one more. Yeah, man. man. So, uh, I one of one of the weirdest. So this this episode actually shocked me at how much it haunted me for so long. But it was from uh, well, actually, it was a movie, I believe. Um, it was from the Wild Thornberries, and there's this little uh crazy kid named Donnie, right? Um, you know, always going like, you know, he's this crazy jungle kid oh, that they right. end up picking up, right? 
Uh, funny, a little fun fact for everybody that uh, plays bass. He is voiced by Flea, who is the bassist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really weird fact. I don't know how he got that job. What? I don't know how awesome. he. Yeah, I don't know how he got that job. I don't know what happened, but yeah, one day I, all of a sudden I was looking. Actually, pretty recently because they have it on VRV or Verve where we watch our anime at. Um, they have Wild Thornberries, and I was watching an episode at the very end. It said like Don uh, Flea is Donnie. I was like. There's only one flea that I know, and that's the basis for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But anyway, um, awesome. Donnie's this little wild kid. Um, they had to picking up, picking him up, and they, he actually has a, a whole movie devoted to his backstory. And you figure out that his parents are a lot like Nigel and uh, try to remember the mom's name, but I can't, it's not coming to me right now. But anyway, actually, oh, yes, let yeah. me let me step back real quick. So the Wild Thornberries is about this family, uh, kind of like the Crocodile mm -hmm. Hunter. Just imagine him if he just brought his family around the world to uh, you know show them wildlife. And they're shooting a show, and his 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 wife is the uh, Nigel's wife is the uh, photographer. She does all the camera work, all that kind of stuff. And so yeah, they're just shooting these documentaries of these these uh, animals going around, and uh, yeah, so they brought their family with them, which consists of their daughter Eliza. Um, don't remember and the, the sister's name. It was yeah the the, the she was the diva one. dude. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, Debbie, I think her name was. But anyway, um, it was her. Oh, yeah, the, the whole family, and then there was a chimp, and then there was the Tarzan kid, uh, Donnie. But anyway, there's a. Uh, so anyway, we figure out that Donnie's parents are a lot like Nigel and his wife, um, that they are uh, preservationists. They're trying to help animals. They're trying to help. Um, they're trying to help you know uh, wildlife in general, but also uh, communities. And so they end up stumbling upon this village that happens to know who Donnie is. And they end up, it ends up, uh, we end up figuring out that Donnie's parents were actually murdered by poachers because Donnie's parents wouldn't stand down when they were oh. trying to kill gorillas and, uh, or kill, sorry, um, some type of jungle monkey and also trying to burn down this village. Um, and it was crazy how much they showed actually, because they showed like, uh, a, uh, their, their shadows on the wall just getting like, you know, slash oh, with machete wow. and stuff. I never and, even knew that. That's crazy. Yeah. And so anyway, it was, uh, it was pretty wild, but it also, uh, it, it also kind of shows one thing, and it, it, the, the reason why it stuck with me was because I think this happened, uh, it's happened years after, it, it must have been years after, but it maybe around the same time, within about five years of the Crocodile Hunter passing, uh, uh, wow, I've, I've saw so much of Robert Irwin stuff, Steve Irwin, um, you know, a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, happened after he died, and, you know, one of the things that happened to me was right after Steve Irwin died, the day after we were at school, I was in middle school, yeah, maybe sixth grade. Everybody knew about it. And this kid came up to me. He's like, "You know what? At least that guy died doing what he loves, man. Who can say that?" And I was like, "Right. That's some right. crazy. That's crazy, right? Like, because people right. die in all kinds of ways, right? They die do in weird positions. They die somewhere they don't. They would have never thought. They die in a car accident. They die in places where, you know, they weren't doing what they loved, but." He was doing literally what he loved at the moment yeah. that he died, right? And sure. yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. And so did yeah, so did Donnie's parents, man. Yeah, some people died choking themselves while masturbating, bro. You know, shit. yeah, man. Uh, at least as long as that's how they what they love, man. You know, <laughs> as long as that's what they love. But, uh, oh man, yeah, that was that was that was mine, man. It was uh, it was one of those. It, it was a very shocking episode to say the least, coming from Nickelodeon and. Uh, from the wild thornberries in general, but you know, it was one of those episodes that really makes you think about, you know, maybe I should figure out what I want to do in life so I can die happy at least. You know, even though they died in a very horrific way, they died in a very heroic way, and now their their son is still alive and he's able to uh, live on with their legacy. So I always thought he was like the little brother, like that just didn't know how to talk yet for some reason. I I should have known he yeah he was he was a wild little kid. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. You just, well, that's awesome, dude. Dude, what's up with that episode? There's, there was a crossover of the Rugrats and the Wild Thornberry. That was a time. movie. And, uh, you know, fun, oh, fact for, fun fact for everybody. So I actually went to that movie. I, how you did bastard. I, how did I get there, dude? I, I don't even remember. This was before, I think my mom dropped me off or something like that. But anyway, when you get to, went to Burger King, they had these scratchers, right? So it was technically the first 4D, no, 4D movie because it, it was in 3D. And they had these scratchers, so anytime that a number would pop up on the screen, so it said what, there were six numbers, right? But it said one, and let's say there was some, uh, there was some like plant that would, or let's say they, because they were on an island or something like that, and let's say somebody like Eliza ended up picking up a flower, like she'd smell it. Well, number one would pop up, and you'd scratch and you sniff that to smell uh, what she's smelling, and so awesome. it was technically like the first 4D ish kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it was it was uh, just a little fun fact for everybody out there. Nobling no, no, glass, I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck is this, Scratcher? Do I win? <laughs> <laughs> Lotaria. It's oh, freaking El Gallo. Uh, the first 3D movie I saw was Shrek 3D, I think it was. It wasn't it wasn't the actual movie. It was just a stupid little side movie of it. Or a little side skit. Oh, man. Oh, 3D. 3D was... Uh, you would use the uh, the the blue and the and the red um, yeah. glasses, right? Yeah, the blue and the red. And now they have everything from like, uh, they have IMAX. They have uh, well, I think IMAX is just in three D. Unless 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 they're dead now. What was that? Unless they're dead now after the pandemic. <sighs> oh yeah, who knows, man? Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, movie movie theater has started showing showing back up again. So although I heard uh, over here, uh, there's a place called. Uh, uh alamo that was like the first place that i ever went to where you could like get beer that basically they take your order while you're watching the movie and kind of stuff oh that's um, right yeah, they, they, they started, i think they went uh they went under right now so. oh no you took me there once uh no i took you to uh over in prune yard yeah that's over yeah. in uh, san jose but yeah it's kind of like that but that this did they did it before they did it Dude, that was so cool bro you, you, there's a button right next to your seat when you yeah. press on it a guy comes up oh, hey, how can i help you okay ribs okay you want to drink with that? Yeah, I'll have a Coke. Shh. Was, <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll have a Coke. Shh. You watch it after work. After work. I mean, after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, there was a weird edit there because uh, we ended up uh, messing up severely. But before the edit, I was talking about Fairly Odd Parents. And uh, one of the things that I learned from them was. Uh, so there's this big book called The Rules, and actually going back real quick because I keep forgetting that maybe some people haven't watched it. But Fairly Odd Parents was about the, this kid with two fairy godparents, uh, Cosmo and Wanda. Uh, Timmy is the kid's name, and he has basically unlimited wishes until he's a certain age, and then they usually go away. Um, but with the wishes comes rules, and one of the rules, like uh, just to give you an example, one of the rules is you cannot uh, interfere with true love. So if you make a wish, it, you can't make uh, like let's say. Um, I wish this girl was in love with me. You can't actually do that because if she's in love with somebody else, that ruins her uh, chance of true love. So there's all these rules to it. And I started realizing, you know, that even with like the wishes that he had, there were a lot of rules to it. And I, I started realizing that those rules were in a place for a reason. Because at, at first I was like, man, that's really stupid. But, you know, I started realizing kind of the importance of rules, basically. That's, that's kind of what that uh, show taught me. Because 
having that kind of power, you know, this kind of power to like just make whatever you want, do whatever you want, you know, all that kind of stuff. I started realizing, you know, that's a lot of power to have, in, especially in the, the, the hands of like a, what, a 15 year old kid, whatever age he is. And it started making me realize, you know, why we have rules in place in the first place, right? Because, I mean, we talked about this um, in our episode where we were talking about, like, life after high school, right? You don't really understand why these rules are in place, but then you start to realize as you get older, like, oh, man, these rules are in place for a reason, man. Like, you know, they're kind of like guardrails, but once the guardrails are gone, like, everybody starts going off. You know, people start becoming addicted to things. People start eating out of control. There's all this stuff that comes in, in, in play with it, and that's what it reminded me of in Fairly Odd Parents was that he has these rules, but he has this imaginary universe as well, right? He's got this imaginary place. That, oh, imaginary, I'm doing quote-unquote imaginary because obviously it's all real because he's wishing for it. But there's also big consequences that come with that, right? Because yeah. people don't think about the consequences of having all these wishes at their disposal and the kind of damage that they can bring. And... Yeah, it was. Uh, it it really it brought like a, a little bit of balance to the the idea of having fairy godparents because you know there's that thing with like genies, right? You have three wishes. That's it. You know, uh, obviously, if you have unlimited wishes, you also have to have a big book of rules. And this rule, this rule book was freaking fat, man. It was a fat yeah. book of rules. But <laughs> wasn't the guy who was like Arnold Schwarzenegger a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, jo Jordan Bond Strangle. Yeah. Jordan the Trapper. Yeah, dude. He didn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish he did. <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you have, Paul? Uh, one that really uh, taught me about, like, I want to say, I guess it's honesty and, like, good. Uh, when you do good, you know, you, you get uh, you get good karma or, you know, good, good things happen to you when you, when you do good. Uh, it'll be, uh, hey, Arnold. That guy, uh, yeah, he, he lived with his grandparents, apparently. According to the story behind Arnold is that his parents, like, are, like, somewhere in South America. Like being like uh, archaeologists, I think, just you know, discovering fossils and whatnot, or or just relics, old artifacts. So he would always be, he would always be there. Uh, he, he'll be, he had a community where everybody kind of knew each other, even though it was a kind of big city. It was like I want to say it's like New York, wasn't it? Like the East Coast. Some it was, it was a big city. The thing is that 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 dude, I never seen him do anything bad. Uh, one of my favorite episodes was when uh, he was getting he was getting in a fight with the school bully. And instead of him fighting the school bully, because uh, he didn't want to fight and he was scared and he was stressing out over it. And the guy's like, you got 10 hours and I'll see you after you know, school or whatever. You know, he kept counting down. And uh, eventually, I guess he he brings out a boombox and just starts dancing and ignoring the bully, I guess, you know. And right there, I was like, the bully was just, he had, he was so helpless. He was just watching like, what? And he was like break dancing there in front of him or you know, doing his little moves, and yeah, I guess uh, nothing, nothing really happened. I don't, I don't think he ever got beat up after that. He just, uh, he, I guess, he came and just won the fight just by playing it uh, a different way that which he owned. Which, uh, you know, to me, I thought that was us. Like, oh man, you could totally just avoid violence if you do something like that. Oh, put that on the back of my pocket, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one, man. I remember also from that show there was uh, so. For people that don't know, his grandpa ran like an apartment complex, and so oh, one right. of the one of the people Boarding that were, houses, yeah, yeah, something like that. But anyway, I mean, it definitely looked like it with all the people that were there. But um, <laughs> there was uh, there was a guy named Mr. Nguyen, and I think this was a Christmas episode. But anyway, um, Mr. Nguyen is from Vietnam, Vietnam, obviously, um, oh, but yeah. he's from Vietnam, and he he had to uh, give up his daughter to make sure that she was okay during like the the vietnam war or something like that something something crazy was going on in vietnam at that point and so he had to give up his daughter um because they 
the, this helicopter came down and they were like, we can only take like a couple people. And he brought, he, he picked up his daughter who was, you know, like one at the, one or two at the oh, time. And he gave it, right. he, gave her, he gave her up to these people. And so, um, Arnold's trying to figure out like a way to give Mr. Nguyen a present, right? He's trying to give presents to everybody at the boarding house. Right. And so, uh, finally, you know, he ends up figuring out how, who she is, all that kind of stuff. And they end up re getting reconnected. And I, I started realizing just how much, uh, how much sacrifice that must have took in, right. To give up your daughter during a time of conflict so that she would have a better life, better life and yeah. not knowing if you were ever going to see her again. Right. Like that's a, that's a really uh, wild uh, concept to think about. Right. Like, yeah. That's, oh man, I must really painful all the time, but I mean, but you know, what's best, you know, she's going to be safe. Yeah. So go, but you know, that's at the time she's probably confused too. Like, where, yeah. where, where are they taking me? You'll be, you'll be safe, and then poof, disappear. Yeah. Well, she was really young. She was like, you know, one or two or something like oh, that. Oh, she was baby. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, it, 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 I mean, either way, I mean, she's gonna ask questions, right? Like, who's my dad? All this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, dude, that was a really like rough thing. And it actually was one of the first uh cartoons that actually brought into play like the outside world, right? With, you know, with foreign affairs, all that kind of stuff, and. Kind of really realizing also that with the thing with that boarding house, you know, you had all these people, you had, you know, um, this guy in a like terrible marriage, like both, like these, these two people in, in the boarding house were in like the worst marriage you could ever imagine. Oh, that's and, right. um, you know, I think one of them, I think, I know one of them's name was Oscar and, you know, this is like, uh, long wife. Yeah. The blonde wife. And yeah, they were always just yelling at each other and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was all these groups of groups of people, it was but, lazy. <laughs> but they would always, uh, they would always come to dinner at the table. Um, you know, where the grandma and grandpa would make breakfast for everybody and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, it was always really, uh, you know, whenever they did like important meals and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, it was really cool yeah. to really see them all come together and come from different backgrounds. Right. Because, you know, one was like a construction worker that was a really short guy. Um, Dude, yeah, wasn't wasn't Mr. Nguyen like a really awesome country singer too? Yes, he was. Dude, yeah, I remember that episode too. I was like, "What? He sings so good!" Like that was the, that was the first time I was like, well, "Dude, this country music's not too bad." I mean, I I dig it. Something yeah. my chick, something my chicken wing. I remember that, but that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to know, man. But yeah, I mean that that show really did make you realize that you couldn't just judge a book by its cover, right? Because everybody Boom. had everybody was just so interesting. Obviously, like you know, you have Helga who was in, deeply in love with Arnold, but she was a bitch all the time, right? So you can't just <laughs> simply judge that. You can't simply judge her being a bitch to Arnold. You know, it's like, oh yeah, she's just a bitch to everybody. It's like, no, she was really in love with Arnold, and that's kind of why she had to. She felt like she couldn't ever have him, so she kind of was always, uh, you know, keeping him at bay. So, oh, dude, uh, I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you saw the. Uh, there's there was a movie, an Arnold, an, an Arnold movie, uh, hmm? came out recently. Like I want to say maybe five years ago, almost. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and he finally Arnold and Helga do get together. Uh, oh, nice. And, and then uh, Harold, her, his best friend. Gets with Phoebe, which yeah, is, dude. They, 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 he's we like, all knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> I know, right? Because they were flirting before a little bit. I remember that. Yeah, but yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. At the at the end, uh, at the end, uh, I think uh, Arnold goes, "Hey, come here," and hold my hand. And then they're walking. They're walking to school together. I was like, "Whoa!" They got, I guess they finally got a happy ending. Yeah, man. So That's you crazy. know, but uh, you know, if, if this is a lesson to any of you guys out there, if you know a girl has a freaking bubblegum statue of you. <laughs> um don't don't go with that girl i'm just gonna well, say that it's probably yeah. not gonna work out it's probably not gonna work out too well <laughs> it probably has your hair on it too yeah you're probably gonna get your uh, nuts chopped off at one point if you ever look at a girl 
Oh yeah, and one last well, one last cartoon for me, dude. It was uh, obviously uh, it's the the cartoon uh, Rhesus. Uh, that one right there, dude, taught me about uh, social networking and just knowing everybody around you. Because that 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 show is basically, I think that they were in elementary school, or whatever, and uh, they were always in Rhesus. But during Rhesus, when they when they needed something, I noticed that they didn't have beef with anyone. So instead, they, they just social network with each other and just kind of, they always knew someone, the new guy, or, or they, 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 always just, they always know someone that, that can help them with, with whatever conflict they did have. And then that, that right there, like, I, I thought, you know what, uh, that's, that's really inspiring how, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, or, or where you're from, you just, talk, you just talk to each other, and as long as you're cool, you, you have a connection right there. I think one of the episodes was, uh, I think they're trying to... Uh, trying to dig their way out or something or dig something and then there was those kids that just dig all day for some reason and they helped them out there social networking dude that's that's that, that's that was my point on that yeah no that's a good one i mean i i used to really like um big mikey was my favorite character in that show it's just because it was uh yeah well i mean one of the <laughs> things about him was that he was he was a really big kid but he was very poetic he kind of reminded me of me when i was young because everybody <laughs> just kind of assumed that i was this big kid that was gonna like it like, was a bully or something like that but i was really into poetry at that time I think I wrote, started writing poetry in like sixth grade or fifth grade. You know, obviously I wasn't super into singing at that time, but you know, Big Mikey has this beautiful voice, and a lot of people <laughs> really didn't uh, didn't really think about that with him. And you know, even like uh, I think it's Spinelli or, is the girl in there that's like this really bully girl. But um, I think her parents. I remember one day like uh, she it's like bring your parents to school day, and she hires this couple to come in as her parents as this biker couple. Um, right. But then you, uh, when her actual parents come in, it's like these normal people, like really boring people. And she's like super yeah. embarrassed of them. And I was like, that's an interesting point, right? Because, you know, a lot of times kids will try and be the opposite of what their parents are. So, um, yeah, it, it was oh, an interesting wow. episode that really, uh, that really brought a lot of light to her. Because, you know, you would think with her that she would have those biker parents that are all tough and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, she's just mm -hmm. gotten really normal parents and she just happens to be the way she that she is, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really, it really, uh, that was a really good series. I really loved watching that. Um, really did make me crave recess whenever I was at school though. I was like, man, these kids are always at recess. You know, it only shows them at <laughs> recess. They're never in class. I'm like, oh, I just want to be outside. The king of the playground. Yeah, dude. And then they had those little kindergarten, the, the kindergartners. Oh, like, crazy. Tribal, yeah, tribal yeah. people. I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, they don't even understand us. They don't even know how to talk. And there's, yeah. there's that one kid that like repeated the grade that could actually talk. <laughs> oh my god dude yeah that was uh that was pretty cool but you know it also kind of taught you about that there was this kind of whole society in elementary school as well yeah. like you know you started to realize like who's on top real like i remember there was this one i think this was the first day my first day of third grade and there was this fourth grader that was super short like the shortest kid in school and he ended up coming up to me and i had just checked out back then we had to check out um punching the nose <laughs> <laughs> we had to, we had to check out um we had to check out like a sporting equipment right so i checked out like a like a dodgeball or something like that and i was i was just playing with it by myself this kid comes up to me and he's like hey i i want that ball and i was like oh, oh well i i checked it out like i i want it i i kind of was using it i mean do you want to use it with me and he's like no i want it and i was like what and he he snaps his fingers, you know, just snaps his fingers, and this bigger kid comes up behind him, what? smacks this ball so high, like all like all the way up to the roof, comes back down. He's like, and then he just walks away. And I was like, he didn't even take the ball or anything. I was just like, what? What, what just happened? It was, it was weird, man. It was like a like a mafia kid, dude. This really short kid just had this what? big kid at his disposal <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, 
It was weird, man. It really threw me wow. off. But yeah, that's 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 that's, kid, that's childhood politics, man. But uh, yeah, another one that I wanted to talk about was uh, Danny Phantom, and so this was from the same creator, uh, Butch Hartman. Uh, he also created Fairly Odd Parents, but he also man. created uh, Danny Phantom, which is about this kid that can uh, quote unquote go ghost. That's his, that's what he says. Um, whatever he can basically turn into a phantom, and um, it was just funny because his name is Danny Fenton. Nobody ever figured out. Oh, Danny Phantom is Danny Fenton. Like, oh no, nobody figured that uh, out except uh, for his uh, two uh, friends. <laughs> Um, and also his two parents are ghost hunters as well. So that's how he ends up going through this like portal thing. Um, and ends up getting, uh, getting his molecules all rearranged. Phantom, phantom. Mm, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, there, there's a movie, uh, that comes out and you end up seeing this, uh, you know, he ends up going forward in time and ends up having to face this really ultra bad guy, right? This really, really bad guy. And you start to you you don't really figure it out until maybe like towards the end. So this is a spoiler for that movie if you haven't watched it. But um, you figure out that this really bad guy is actually Danny in the future. It's actually Danny as a grown up. And what happened was uh, his parents ended up getting like like all oh sorry all of his family and his friends end up just getting destroyed killed in an explosion that he couldn't stop. And he ends up just feeling terrible, so he ends up teaming up with this guy, Vlad, who's the main bad guy, and he's always trying to get at Danny's mom. Kind of weird. Somehow, that guy, and that guy can also turn ghost. He can also turn into this guy. Danny ends up fusing with that guy's ghost to become this ultra bad guy. And it's crazy because, you know, the whole time, Danny's like, no, I don't want to become like this. I don't want to become like this. And, you know, he has he gets teleported around by this ghost who's uh, like the ghost of, of past, present, future. He can turn. He just always is turning into a baby of you know, a man and a old man. Towards the end of the movie, uh, Danny ends up just saying no. And when he says no, he ends up having getting this new power, which is uh, Ghost Screech, which is the new thing that he has. And he ends up beating his his older self. But it's weird because it, it it almost seems like through that whole process, he ends up finding his voice. Right? He ends up finding the you know his literally his voice where he can actually screech it out. But where he can also say to his destiny, no, I'm not going to become you, right? Because how many, how often do we get people saying, you know, you're just going to become just like your dad. You're going to become just like this person. You're going to be, you're going to be what I say you're going to be, right? And Danny has the balls to say, I'm not going to be this guy. I don't care if he's me from the future. It's not who I am today. And I'm going to change that. And he ends up finding his voice and ends up deciding, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be this guy. And uh, yeah, it was a really pivotal point. I, I actually started to stop watching at the end, uh, like, towards the end of that, uh, like around the, the time that movie came out, just because the, the, the story at that point, I just felt was kind of irrelevant. But yeah, that was a really good, I, I thought that was a really well uh, well thought out movie. I thought it really gave a lot of thought out to, you know, A, the shock value of see, seeing this really ultra bad guy and figuring out it's Danny. Also, the fact that all of his family is basically dead in the future and that's what changes him also makes you think, you know, it just takes one bad day. That's what uh, Joker always says to Batman. It only takes one bad day for you to become me. And that's kind of that's kind of how it is, right? Because a lot of times these guys can be as good as they want, right? But then all of a sudden one bad day happens and then Joker pops out, right? Or, you know, all of a sudden just some, some evil villain. But uh, yeah, before we go, I wanted to talk about uh, another one, which is Captain Planet, right? There, there was, It was a weird show because... So for people that don't know, Captain Planet is summoned by these these five kids who have these these rings that uh, can call on elements. So you mm. have the basic four elements. You have fire, water, wind, earth. Uh, but you have a fifth one, and it's heart, right? And I used to always think, man, that's such a stupid thing, right? Like, why is heart an element? Like, that's such a stupid... Yeah, that's what I'm stupid, asking right now. Yeah, it's a really stupid <laughs> element, right? No. It's... And it didn't take till a little bit later for me to actually think about it, right? Because without heart, 
a lot of these elements can be used for evil, right? Because people end up innovating, right? So if you want to think about it, um, electronics, right? Electronics can be used for evil, right? That's technically an element. You can use all these bad things for bad, but without heart or with heart, it all comes together, right? Without with heart, it all comes to harmony. I, and that's how I think about heart, right? I think about harmony. And, you know, otherwise, all those elements are kind of out of harmony, right? And people end up polluting the planet. They end up doing bad things to the planet. And so that's what Captain Planet is. He's a, an amalgamation of everything, including heart. Mm. And, you know, otherwise, um, he's just going to be, and he's just going to be this elemental person that he's basically just going to be uh, like the elements out in the, out in the wild, right? And so because he has that uh, that fifth element, he is also a person that cares about the planet, that can use the planet's energy and all that kind of stuff. So if you think about it, heart is actually really, uh, really necessary in this whole thing, or else Captain Planet wouldn't be who he is. And also, you know, it, it makes you realize that you really have to have your heart in what you're doing as well, right? You know, you have to have, you know, I just had this guy on my uh, mental health channel, um, Ash Shukla, and he's a financial advisor, a fin financial consultant, but he takes in the whole the holistic approach and he made this book called financial chakras right and he ended up mixing uh he, en he ends up saying this uh, a lot is you can't look at money or you can't you can't gain money by greed or else you'll just lose it you have to do it with purpose you have to think about how you're going to be in service because then that pays you back i remember uh in our last episode paul you were talking about uh paying forward you were talking about karma right so in a way, yeah. you end up paying forward through that karma, through that heart that you're putting out into the universe. So, Oof. yeah, it's it's definitely a big thing. So, uh, yeah, man, those are those are the uh, the cartoons that we learned a lot from, guys. I mean, as always, guys, you are more than welcome to email us at casualbrospl, as in Paul and Lucky, at gmail.com. And, yeah, just let us know what uh, cartoons you guys thought about. And also, um, I'm going to leave a link sure. to our link tree in the uh, description box down below if you guys want to check out our Facebook page as well, or any uh, any and all things casual. We have generally casual, anime casuals, mental health casual, and casual casual bros. Um, and you can check out all of our social media as well. So, as always, guys, do not forget to keep it casual. <laughs>